podcast with another We Need to Calm Down podcast. I'm Devin. And I'm Joe. And this is the show where we talk about all things Taylor Swift. That's right. This is the show where two friends finally get to let their dedication to our Lord and Savior, Taylor Swift, fly. We'll be discussing everything from song breakdowns, Taylor news, and our insane fan theories. Gosh, I feel like we keep saying that, but like we're just stuck on folklore. And we still have so much. Everything from song breakdowns to song breakdowns to theories. I mean, we do do theories. We do, yeah, I guess these are theories, yeah. Not a lot of Taylor news lately. Explanations and stuff. Well, yeah, that's the weird thing. Like, she she dropped this album, and I've been noticing this on the Instagram. Like, she dropped this album and then just kind of went silent. Like, a lot of people have been like, hey, Taylor, don't you know you dropped an album? Like, why are you not talking at all? She went to the lakes. Yep. I think that's a good good, uh, theory right there. Um, yeah. But I think you had an idea for a better banter. I did. Episode. So instead of talking about some random thing, uh, I figured we would tie it into Taylor what? and Crazy. do just a check-in, a mental check-in between the two of us because we're both going through some stuff right now. That's a dangerous, so, dangerous task. So if you were to take one Taylor Swift lyric from her entire discography to sum up your mood and how you've been feeling lately, what would it be and why? Good lord. It's so funny because if you had asked me like you'd have gotten completely different episode answers if you if we had recorded this episode in the morning versus the night. Oh my god. Um I th- I like this one a lot. I think this should be uh a, a random banter we do every once in a while. Just a check-in. Just a check-in. Um I was going to go off record and do a Kelsey Ballerini lyric, but we're doing Taylor. Uh, I'm trying to think of what my lyric would be if I did get asked this morning. Uh, my lyric right now, I'm just going to leave it. I'm just going to say it and leave it, is um, f- I forgot it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, oh, um, yeah. My lyric uh, this time is uh, this time is so much for summer love and saying us. Rough. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's real great. Feeling great. It's awesome. Life is well. great. Living it to the best of my ability. Too bad it's not that great. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a fun episode, guys. It's going to be great. We're both going through some weird stuff right now. I think we're like vice versa. So my lyric would be, um, I'd go back in time to change it, but I can't. So if the chain is on your door, I understand. Ooh, okay. I'm glad you didn't go with, uh, I've been having a hard time adjusting. As another one of my favorite lyrics. So that would <laughs> that would have been probably towards beginning COVID, but right okay. now I think what perfectly sums up my life. Going back to speak now, all the way back to speak now. Back to December is back a song December. that has been. What is it? I was like re-listening to the songs. I've been re-listening to the songs you cried to episode, and back ah. to December is just making me cry again. <laughs> it's just so relatable at the moment. But yeah, that that particular line from the song. Very relatable. I've been going, I've been trying to go back to like her old discography a little bit. And when you, when you proposed this to me, I was like, oh, well, let me see. When, when you first proposed it, I was like, oh, we're just doing folklore. Uh, and I was like, I think actually my initial, well, actually what you would have asked me, what I would have said this morning was probably, um, and the rain is always going to come if you're standing with me uh, mm. from peace. Because that line has just stuck out to me i don't know if it like perfectly describes what i'm going through or what i was going through this morning before uh the new line came up uh but it 
it just feels so nice and i really like what it says but uh, yeah i've been going through and listening to like i went through and listened to all of speak now again today speak now is just the i'm sorry i'm gonna go off on a little bit of a tangent but i it's so weird because there is not like after red i never revisit those albums unless they're on shuffle Really? But speak now in red, I re- and sometimes fearless, I revisit all the time. Like I go back and specifically will listen to just that album, but I will never go back and go. Let me listen to 1989. Like I never do that. I won't listen to the whole album, but I'll definitely pick songs okay. here and there to revisit. It's only ever on shuffle for me. I think that's really interesting. interesting. Or at least to me, it's okay. very interesting. Anyway, what are we talking about today on this typical Tuesday night? So today we will be discussing the third and potentially final question mark chapter it's of be. folklore, uh, which is the Saltbox House chapter that she released the midnight of August 27th. Out of left frickin' field. Well, not really out of left frickin' field. But the <laughs> title, yes. The title but- and the chapter itself, out of left field. Everything else, like obviously the release was very uh, on it's a pattern. Theme. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's just so funny when we look back at like the first episode we did on escapism and like tried to like come up with these lofty ideas of what the other giant words and big theories and concepts that they could be. And then she just like slaps us in the face with a house. (laughs) Salt box house for you salty people. It's, it's just so weird. Like it trying to find how these songs relate to a salt box house. Mm-hmm. Like what and, is a softbox? Yeah. House? What, like, and what, and what does it mean? What does it mean to her? Like it's it's so weird. It's very weird. Yeah, definitely. So be prepared for some stretchy, uh, stretch, stretchy theories. Theories. There it is. Yep. Stretchy theories. Bit of a stretch. Let's go over what was actually released. So, again, we're keeping with the six song pattern so Mm -hmm. she released six songs in the following order it was the last great american dynasty august the one seven which was previously on the escapism chapter peace and betty so as of now seven and exile are the only two songs that have been mentioned in two different playlists it's that's so like seven is just so weird to me Mm -hmm. it's such an odd inclusion yeah, so we'll go over that. But mm-hmm. Joe, I know you did this research. What oh is a salt box house? Oh gosh, it's so weird. All right, so I looked up a salt box house, uh, and I'm not gonna lie to you, I found a lot on Wikipedia. Didn't feel the need to go any further. Uh, <laughs> a salt box house is specifically a house originating in the New England area of the United States, kind of like Rhode Island, uh, and it's specifically uh, it's a house built with a long pitched roof that slopes down the back and is generally a wooden frame house uh looking at it and reading about it it's basically the mullet of houses like party in the front uh or the other one uh two (laughs) stories in the front one in the back like it kind of like slopes down to be a one-story house uh and then it has a it has a chimney like dead center of the house which i think is interesting and definitely a choice if anything well if anything that's a backwards mullet because it would be party, party in, in the, the back front. is the, the two because it's longer. Well, no, because it Actually, looks no, like I it goes down. Because... Like, it looks like it like slopes down. I guess. And I guess that would be like where I'd imagine the mullet like 
that metaphor really takes place. Uh, one thing that Wikipedia and uh, specifically said, which I thought was really funny, is verbatim it says folklore holds that the salt box form was popularized by Queen Anne's taxation of houses greater than one story. So they would they would like they would build it so it would have one story and it would somehow get under the legislation that like would make it untaxed by these weird rules, which I think is interesting. Uh, and the roof that like curves down that we were talking about is known as a cat slide roof. Come on, Taylor. Too obvious. I'm actually going to hop back up to when you were talking about, you know, two stories in the front, mm, one in the back. Yeah. I was reading on the Reddit thread about this. It was from Halikala Sunrise, I want to say, on Reddit. And she says there's three stories. Taylor always says there's three sides to a story, yours, mine, and the truth. So if you're thinking about the two stories plus the one, that's three. Uh, the theme could be potentially uh, like an unreliable narrator. Mm. Like there's three sides to a story. So you have Taylor's side, you have the other person's side, and then you have this unbeknownst like the truth or an unreliable narrator. So we can get into that in a little bit, but that's just my theory. I hate that because I didn't read that until like I didn't get that until you described it. And that kicks the crap out of the theories that i came up with <laughs> we're gonna present a couple different theories just to cover our bases oh yeah all right so Devin, we're gonna discuss some of like how each song relates to the concept of saltbox house so this is like a a header that we've done for the last two and it was a lot easier for the last two because we could easily just say all right well how does this relate to sleepless nights or how does this relate to escapism it's a lot harder to say how does this relate to a an architectural style of a house. Yes. Um, so in the research that I did, uh, just starting off, this chapter feels like a mishmash of like quote unquote leftovers that just didn't quite fit with the other themes. Like it's these songs, it's going through and, and first at first blush, looking at them, trying to figure out like a weave or at a, again, to, just to tie the knot an invisible string that puts them all together. Uh, it, it, it's very difficult at first glance, and I don't even know if at third glance it got any easier. But <laughs> uh, the, I will say, oddly, these are a majority of the upbeat, positive songs, except for seven, uh, which I suppose, like, saltbox houses are super happy and upbeat, maybe? Who knows? Uh, one thing I will say, uh, that uh, to start this, uh, when I noticed while researching saltbox houses, something I found really odd uh, the houses were typically constructed using woodworking joints, uh, pegs, trusses, braces, etc. Uh, because and because they were expensive, nails were very, very rarely used. Uh, while uh, so they aren't uh, they aren't nailed down or hammered in. They are much easier to remove by hand, okay. or so I think. I'm not a carpenter. And funny story, uh, I wanted to do my due diligence, and I texted my friend who is a carpenter, and asked him about this. Uh, and he said the glue that holds uh, a wood joint, woodworking joint together is stronger than a nail and the wood. Uh, so I'm going to go off the assumption they didn't have that glue back then. It hadn't been invented. Uh, they, sure. just, they just made it fit really snug. Um, so using going off of that, uh, I will say while it, uh, it's still a house, uh, still obviously a very permanent structure, it does feel like it's a bit easier to separate because it's not nailed in you can probably if you do it with your hands or whatever uh so i would kind of consider it impermanent like i said this is a stretch this is 
it was very hard to come up with stuff like this. I, I can see the the idea of impermanence applying to some of the songs below, and I'll point them out. Uh, please tell us your theories, and they'll definitely be better than mine. <laughs> yeah, and then mine was just, like I said, the whole narrator theory of having this narrator who isn't reliable, who maybe bends the truth, or is just giving their biased opinion on the situation at hand. The much better one, yes. <laughs> oh, stop. All right, want to get into it? Yeah, let's go. So the first song, Last Great American Dynasty, beloved by few and not us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Call them out. <laughs> this song had to be the first one because it it's a, it's a house. It's a song about a house. Like... This is the most saltbox house. I don't know, like, from the pictures of Holiday House, it didn't look like a saltbox house to me, but she does say the lyric, her saltbox house on the coast. But, like, I don't remember. Did that house look like a saltbox house to you? From what I saw, it didn't look like it. I mean, it looked like a giant mansion. So, I mean, maybe it started out that way, and they just added additions and additions and made it unrecognizably a saltbox house. Um, But, yeah, like I said, it's about a house. That's in New England. Saltbox is a New England style house. It has to be the first song and it had to be in this chapter. It wasn't going to be in any of the other ones. Yeah. And so my theory of it was with this unreliable narrator, Taylor right away tweaks the facts on the song, bending the folklore. So she talks about, you know, stealing a dog and dying at Key Lime Green. We talked about it before in the song breakdown. It was a cat that she died green. We don't know what kind of green. Um, just these little things that are true to an extent, but it's like bending the theory. So it's proving that she's not a reliable narrator in this sense. I like that. Yeah. And, 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 and also the song just goes, uh, has the theme of like a woman that went quote unquote mad. So like, how can you, how can you really like listen to what she's saying or take it for face value when she's going crazy? Quote yeah. Unquote. Um, then we go to August. Love this song. Uh, <laughs> uh, I said, I took this to my theory of like, this song can be tied to the impermanent nature that I mentioned above. Like, uh, clearly this song is about a fling that at the end didn't really mean anything to one, one person, one member of the party, which like goes into the August slipped away into a moment of time. Cause you were never mine. You weren't mine to lose. Like these, these lyrics that like, really hammer home the point that like this relationship was fleeting it from the beginning. Uh, it, it didn't stay like, mm-hmm. like it, and it was very easily moved like a yeah. saltbox house may or may not be. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. And Let's go uh, to the good theory. <laughs> so with this concept of August, um, we have the narrator being the mistress of the relationship writing about the song, so she potentially didn't understand the true meaning of the affair, she was perhaps romanticizing it, she knows it was fleeting, but she's making it out to be this big grandiose thing that the other party could have just been like, nah, it was never that deep. Great. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um... <Yeah>, Separate. <laughs> so, uh... Well, you put another – oh, I put another lyric in there, salt air and the rust on your door. Um, this actually leads me to another theory that I just forgot to write about, so that's cool. Um, but this makes me think, like, did James live in a saltbox house? 
Because, like, if you think about it, like, I, I think upstate New York is considered New England, right? Or could uh. be. So, uh, going off of the premise that it is, that could mean that the love triangle took place in, in New England. That James, of all of the people, could have had a salt box house, which could be a way that all of these things tie together. Um, I'll probably I'll I'll talk about that more as we go down. But I think th this this lyric, "Salt air and the rust on your door," uh, was the first one that kind of gave me that idea. Uh, and we'll we'll go down when we do the how they all tie together and see if that can do that. Yeah, because I mean they talk about the High Line a lot, but I don't really know where the High Line leads. The High Line is uh, it's like a it's in New York City specifically, and it's like a. It's really cool. It's like a, just basically a, a walkway that's like raised above the city, but like a lot of greenery and a lot of like, like it just it's just a it's just a very nice walkway that looks gotcha. really cool. Okay. Um. But yeah. All right. So this next one, we have uh, the one. So my theory on the one was that, well, there was uh, not my theory, but I read about it, and I want to give credit. Um. The one could be a potential alternate to Cardigan. So they talk about, you know, the, the teenage love triangle, and we'll get into that when we do that episode. But the one is an alternate universe if James didn't show up to Betty's doorstep in Cardigan. Like she says, I knew you'd come back to me. Meanwhile, the one is, oh, if you wanted me, you really should have showed. So it's that kind of duality. But in the sense of the one being this unreliability that she doesn't know what could have happened she's just imagining and you have lyrics like oh i thought you i saw you at the bus stop i didn't though i had this dream you're doing cool like like a dreaming and i thought i saw you but i didn't like these kind of imagining what could have been in her head but it's not fact yeah and like you say like we were something don't you think so mm -hmm. like like all of those kinds of things of like it would have been fun like all of those kinds of things that like tie together to like we said, we said it like in another episode way before that like all of these songs in theory could tie together and be related. It doesn't mm -hmm. just have to be the love triangle. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's really cool. I, I didn't realize this until you, you said it. Yeah, it's, it. That's an awesome theory. I love that theory. So move, I, I didn't have anything. <laughs> I didn't have anything for my, uh, my dumb theory. So we move on to seven and I found something again. Uh, Seven, uh, I can only tie this to the impermanence again. Childhood, for one, is a very impermanent time. Uh, as just a whole thing. But the talk of also leaving forever, packing and going to India, all of that stuff. Um, pack your dolls and a sweater. We'll move to India forgather, for, forever. Uh, pass down, like, folk songs. Like, these... I still can't get over. I don't know if... I gotta check that edit on Wikipedia and see if it, like... If it happened after Folklore was released. Mm. Uh, but... Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting. I like that. This song yeah. feels really weird here, though. I do not like it on this record. On this like version the or just playlist the EP, whatever okay. you wanna, whatever you wanna call it. Uh, yeah. I I I think it's it's just I think we were texting about it, and I was like, it feels like okay, August flows really well into the one. The one could flow very well into peace, but we get like some kind of weird intermission where we're in Pennsylvania for some reason. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I would I would love to like hear a good theory as to why seven is on this. Exactly, and my theory with 
kind of ties into yours a little bit, impermanence or just unreliability. Taylor's writing this years later, and you have this idea that time is imper- uh, impermanent and time can blur facts over time about what actually happened, kind of like passing down like folk songs, it's, you know, it's folklore changes. So you have a line like, and though I can't recall your face, I still got love for you. She doesn't remember what this person looks like, but they're still there. Mm. You really like that line. I do. <laughs> I, I do love that like we constantly are pulling up lyrics and everything in this because we do get to see like what lyrics we really gravitate towards because they're the ones that always come up when we do mm-hmm. these things. I think that's really cool. Yeah. All right. On to the best song in the record. Uh, peace. Yes. Yeah, so uh, you can tell after the seven, my my uh, my theory ran out of juice. <laughs> All right. So I'll just kind of take it over. Yeah. So you, you take over for this one. So with peace, uh, there's a brief. Okay. Let's, let's go from this one first. So if Taylor is the person who, the narrator of this song, it seems like she's impartial because she's fighting her own insecurities. Would it be enough if I could never give you peace? I never had the courage in my convictions as long as danger's near. It's just around the corner because it lives in me. No, I can never give you peace. And then she goes, but I'm a fire and I'll keep your brittle heart warm. So it's, you know, her kind of going back and forth. This unreliable source like a weird like inner inner monologue kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so that is peace that is peace uh and then on to betty so we have this impartial narrator of james who was the one who hurt betty um they don't understand how she feels i'm only 17 i don't know anything betty oh i know where it all went wrong like yeah sure like, do you? I love that. I love the just, juxtaposition of that, of like him blatantly admitting that he doesn't know anything and then saying, but I do know where it all went wrong. <laughs> and I know how I'm going to fix it by mm-hmm. doing nothing. <laughs> by showing up at your doorstep. Uh, que- but what's actually interesting here, too, is that the line that I won't shut up about, and I think you're starting to come around on a lot, is the line, um, last t- right now is the last time... Uh, Oh my gosh, you just said it. What is I it? I just said it. Betty, right now is the last time. Betty, right now is the last time I can dream about what happens when I see your face again. Yeah, and you, you <laughs> I can't believe I forgot it immediately. That shows you where my head is. Yeah. But you, you like, it goes right back to it. dream. Like, a, mm-hmm. uh, a narrator of thinking of, like, all of these different possibilities uh, and not knowing the right one and, and finding the right one because it's going to happen. But... Uh, it's it's like a like a I think I think that fits in with this one too. Yeah. And that is it. That is the last song off of this chapter. So what comes next? Where you pointed this out and I didn't even notice it. Where is invisible string? I don't know. Is it the invisible string tying them all together? Like if it is, that's a real out? bad explanation. Like like sure that's cute, but come on. You have two, you have seven repeated twice, but you couldn't fit invisible string. And if so, like, what is that? What's the implications of that? Like, is she going to release it as a single? Is she going to justify invisible string not being included? Is she going to announce that she's been married to Joe? I don't know. It's it's weird because, like, I mean, it's escapism, it doesn't fit in. Um,. Obviously, Sleepless Nights, it doesn't fit in. But it does feel like, like... I feel like Saltbox House is like... It's like your drunk drawer. Like, that's... this not, not that Invisible String is drunk. 
but it, it, it feels like if it's going to go anywhere, it goes here. And I think it fits better than seven. Like, yeah. it has, a, it's, it's a folklore style song. I mean, not like the album, but like the actual concept of folklore. Like, mm-hmm. it feels like it should have gone on here. I, I, better than seven. I, I still, I can't get over why seven is on this, uh, this chapter. Yeah. Don't know. I do not know. But yes, seven and exile are the only two songs to be featured twice. Is there a reason behind that? I mean, Ex- exile, exile makes talk- a lot of sense. Yeah, we talked about the two perspectives, mm-hmm. but seven. It's just. It, I guess it's just a general theme of two different things. It seems so weird. Um, I will say, and if we want to go into our theories about the ordering of the songs, uh, off the cuff. So the one thing that I think gets me, it's 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 we obviously we talked about it last Great American Dynasty. No other song could start this chapter. Uh, it just makes a lot of sense, and I think. Like I said, I think August the one flows really well into each other because you have like this narrator that's like romanticizing this relationship that didn't mean anything, and then it flows right into a narrator that's saying, "Gosh, if you, I wonder what, wonder what would have been if you would have been the one." Like, so I think those two they flow naturally together, and I think this is a this chapter was a great excuse to get those songs next to each other. Yeah. But like then I said again, like it's weird because then seven is just in there, and I can't think of a way to flow one to seven or seven to peace. Pe- uh, maybe peace can flow into like a child that's saying like, maybe I can try to give you. I don't know. Uh, but I think like the one flows into peace because like, then you find the one and you're nervous about it because of why it didn't work in the past, maybe. And then you go to Betty, which is just. I mean, I think Betty or Seven could have closed this out. I think Betty and Seven switching would have been better, maybe. Maybe, because the, the end of Seven is, you know, passed down like folk songs, our love lasts so long, and that could have been a good closer. Yeah. I just, I'm looking at this order, and I really don't get it. It's because, so like, weird. Like, I don't think it's telling a story, but at the same time, if it's not telling a story, why is it in this order? So the only other thing I can think of, and... Like like I said with August, uh, James having a saltbox house. If we think about it, there's a saltbox house in Great Last Great American Dynasty, obviously. Uh, salt air and the rust on your door. James living in a saltbox house. The one is just a continuation of that story. And she's talking about James again. So James and his saltbox house and the relationship there. Seven. I mean, it says Pennsylvania, which isn't New England. But, like, she is, like, in the, in, like, the, like, I'm trying to think of the right the right like the the country style of mm. Pennsylvania. So maybe there's a saltbox house around there, and like the children are growing up in a saltbox house. There's some house. I think there's a house related lyric in there. Maybe, I, or at least I'm thinking of like a closet, like just like kind of home style things. I guess. Yeah. Peace. I got nothing. Betty is just the story again. So like James coming from his saltbox house to come talk to Betty. Maybe she's in one too. I don't see anything to support that, but I'm I'm grasping at straws here. What if all of these kind of relate to the idea, and this is very late in the game, uh, all of these kind of relate to the idea of home? Because saltbox house. So like Last Great American Dynasty obviously is about a house. Yeah. August 
could August and the one kind of just talk about this could have been my home. Yeah. Seven, that home with a person. Yeah. And moving to India forever, peace. Um, I'm a dangerous home. Like I'm a I'm a mm-hmm. home that's built on on faulty foundation. Can you yeah, be okay with that? Yeah, and Betty wanting to re- yeah, and James and Betty wanting to return to his home. By, by Jove, I think you got it. I mean, that's as good as I think the, it can ever be. The order doesn't make sense, but that's just like the theme potential. I mean, now I'm now I'm curious. I'm gonna try to pull this up. I just want to see the other chapters and if there's anything home in those. Like this is me trying. No, Mad Woman. No, Illicit Affairs. No, My Tears Ricochet. So I, I mean, yeah, I don't. I mean, my Exile could be home. Exile could be Tears Ricochet. Yeah, because I, well, I you can go anywhere town. just not home. Yeah. Um, and then escapism. Obviously, there's the other one, but let me see what escapism has. Uh, the lakes, not home. Seven home. Epiphany, not home. Cardigan, maybe. Mirrorball, no. And then exile, maybe. So, I mean, if that's it, that's a good one. I think that does. Like they all do. Like embody some form of a person being someone's home. I and and that does make sense then why seven's in there because I think seven yeah. does embody that a lot more than any of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Betty feels like I mean there are also like some settings in homes too like Betty knocking on your doorstep. What is um as we as we go into the close I I think that was a great point out and I'm I love when we don't have it written down and we stumble upon it. But what was what do you think is your favorite chapter? of this honestly i don't uh, all of them have such great themes to it like i love escapism i love sleepless nights you know my tears ricochet hoax illicit affairs this is me trying exile saltbox house august peace bed like it's just but to pick just one maybe escapism interesting actually no Mm. In terms of cohesiveness, I think Escapism is my favorite chapter. But in terms of actual songs, I think Sleepless Nights. I uh, bet you can guess mine. Softbox <laughs> uh, House? No, it's Sleepless Nights, 100%. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I- I'm looking through and, like, it's just weird. Like, Escapism I do really like, but Seven and Epiphany I don't care for. And I do, so yeah, that's exactly. my thing. Um, I do love the lakes. I love Cardigan. I love Exile. Mirrorball is really good too. But I think for one, on just a song level, I like Exile, Hoax, Illicit Affairs, My Tears Ricochet. Like I like them. It's actually so hard because like she does, she does a great mix of like the best songs and then like the songs mm-hmm. that I I could leave. So yep. like Saltbox House does like has Peace, it has Betty, it has August, it has the One. Those are all great, and then it has Seven and Last Great American Dynasty, which I could leave. And then Illicit Affairs, Hoax, Exile, all great. And then like I could leave a couple of the others, and then like I said already on Escapism, I love the concept of Sleepless Nights. I'm excited to experience it. Uh... Already been <laughs> just passing the torch. Yep. No. Um... I, I've always loved the concept of Sleepless Nights and like what it entails generally. So I think for me, that's probably my favorite. Song wise, it might be Saltbox House just because like there are some really good hits on there. 
Mm-hmm. It's hard. I didn't even realize how hard this was when I asked this question. Yeah. yeah. Now you know. <laughs> All right, Joe, take us home. All right, so thanks for listening. Uh, please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on if you haven't already. If you have an iPhone, go over to the Apple Store, leave us a review, rate us five stars. It really, really helps boost our visibility on, on the podcasting network. So if you really like us, please let us know and please uh, support us that way. If you have a friend that is really into Taylor Swift, let her know about us. I say her because I know who I know where, where I'm at and with my life. <laughs> We know our demographic. (laughs) We know our demographic. And yeah, follow us on social media, leave a comment, DM us, let us know what you think. We are at We Need to Calm Down Podcast or on Twitter, WNTCD Podcast. Uh, We're also on YouTube. We just recently posted a bonus episode where we, we uh, me and Joe reacted to my seventh grade lip sync competition of lip syncing forever and always. It was a great time. Um, make sure to watch that. But yeah, just subscribe and let us know what you think. All right, thank you again. Come back. We'll be here. Be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm.